You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. y'all it's your boy smiles and we back for another episode of the music impulse on this very special episode i got a texas legend up in here you know uh one of the uh, uh mem- original members of the boss hog uh, boss hog outlaws uh got my man killer Calion in the building how you doing man man i'm good brother bless bless i can't complain oh yeah we we definitely uh here to sit there and talk about your new album uh mike jordan that you, you dropped recently which I actually saw it dropped the day after my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, but uh, before we get uh, get into all that, we definitely got to get into the album. I just I was telling some of the homies about me interviewing you, and one of the homies sent me a freestyle. I had actually never heard from you. Uh, uh, the quickie freestyle you did over the Miguel beat. Yeah, that's that's joint. That like super. Yeah, I was like. Um, my, my boy live out in the bay and he was like he was like oh bro he was like that's like one of my favorite freestyles that he's ever ever done and so i was checking it out a little bit earlier so i was, I was like oh i was like that was a dope little free freestyle i like the little skit at the end with the girl calling yeah. me back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that was on um candy bank texas place two mixtape okay cool yeah i was like i'm gonna have to check check that out uh because i was definitely like, that's a class yeah, because especially because he out in the Bay and heard it. I was like, what? You heard something from the South because he always put me on to like Bay artists and uh, California artists and stuff. So that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite areas in California. A lot of a lot of people in hip hop running with the Bay sound between Texas and the Bay. Mm-hmm. We the two Texas, the Bay and Louisiana. We the three most hijacked, three most hijacked cities and areas of culture vulture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. So yeah, definitely shout out to my, my homie uh free. Shout shout out to my man free. Uh and then another one my homies, he said in the group chat, he said Lorraine Motel, that that's one of the uh hardest joints that he, he feels like that you, you you've had. Uh, uh tell me about Lorraine Lorraine Motel. Man, pretty much Lorraine Motel. I made that in twenty seventeen and that was pretty much about everything that was going on in the time. Like uh Philando Castile murders when all the police was going against um, blacks and all the racial tension was very high and me knowing that music was in a whole different direction at that time i just felt like music needed a little bit more direction that, yeah. that to let people know that a lot of people don't understand rappers were messengers and you know back in the day um that's how we deliver messages and a lot of people like to run the social media and get they and get they and get they shit off their chest. I felt like at that time music was the best way to deliver the message, let everybody know that we were listening. And I took a stand and I spoke up on everything with, with that. And I feel like yeah, definitely one of my best bodies of work. 
Oh yeah, it, it def- definitely is. Cause yeah, my homie he was like, bro, he was like that's one of his hardest joints right there, that, that Lorraine Motel. So I was checking that one out uh, earlier too. Uh, but speaking of, you know, talking about music with a, a message, your your joint Mike Jordan, I I checked that out a couple times and it definitely came with a, a message. Uh, you, you got your joints where you, you you're speaking about religion. You got songs where you you're talking about uh, losing homies and everything. But first, I just before we uh, get into all that, I want to. Go back to the meaning behind the title, uh, Mike Jordan. Got you. So pretty much, man, it's, I call myself the GOAT, the greatest of all Texas. And I'm very, very big on basketball. So Jordan being one of my most influential basketball players, and one of the most influential basketball players of our time, and considered the GOAT all the way across the board. I was like, shit, I took the word Michael and took the, Bust that in half and use the mic as the microphone. I'm yeah. Mike Jordan. Yeah, definitely like that. So, me, I'm from Akron, Ohio, hometown of LeBron James. So I gotta ask you. My just, favorite anybody, any, anybody know me? That's my favorite player ever, right now. That's I don't give a damn what's going on with him. He can go to China tomorrow. I'm seeing LeBron. Okay, okay. See, you, yeah, you definitely get, getting points in, in, in my book with, with, with that answer right yeah. there. Because yeah. I tell I'm people, argue, I, I'll go with God by LeBron. It ain't no yeah, one of the greatest to ever do it. That, but that's what I call myself, number 23, 23, 24. You know, I'm all three combined. I'm Michael James Bryant. It's me. Okay, My, Michael James Bryant. I like that name. <laughs> Michael James. Hey, that, that might be the, the name of your next project or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's one of my, one of my aliases. Oh yeah, you, you definitely might have to use that for a project title or like a song yes, title indeed. or something. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you know, maybe like a deluxe, a part two of, of Mike Jordan. Like, hey. Oh, that's that's coming for sure. Oh yeah, de- definitely can't wait to uh, check that out because uh, that was one of the joints. Uh, that de- that joint was definitely hard. Um, yes, another song I want to actually go back to real quick was um, "Moon and Stars" with Big Crit and Currency. That's definitely one of my favorites, especially in, in the Big Crit catalog. And tell me, uh, how was that making that track with, with, with Big Crit? When especially at the time, he was kind of like just bubbling, like just really coming out. Because for me, I was like, yo, who is this dude? This project is amazing. Yeah, that's one of my real close friends, Crit and Currency. Man, those are actually my brothers. Uh, we pretty much um. Crit had the joint already. The, the actual one with me on it, that's the remix. Okay. You know what I mean? So we pretty much, um, we first got together. Um, that's one of the, the records we had in the clip. Actually, at the time, Cinematic was in the process of signing me. They had already had Crit and Nipsey Hussle, Mac Miller, Smoke Dizzle, all of them were signed at the time. And at that time, I was doing the Smokers Club um, tour. Okay, yeah. Which um, Legendary yeah, and I was on almost like three of them. So, and um, we was like, we had to get music together. Actually, when I was about to sign with him, Crit was about to do my album. So that's one of my, my dogs. And I have a bunch of records with him on. Actually, one of the best producers in the South, Crit, mm-hmm. is exactly, he's not also a rapper, he's a producer too. Yep. And um, everything. Yeah, because I know, uh, I don't know if he's they still doing it or not, but I, I know I heard in an interview that, uh, I think Bun B said that he's working on his his next album. He's he's like letting Crit like produce the whole thing. I, I don't know if they're still working on that or not, but I was like, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely sure. trying to check that out. Uh, speaking of Bun B, one of the another track that 
I, I like that you got what uh, was on one of his most recent projects was Trill Over Everything. Uh, just speak on, you know, uh, for those that don't know, if they don't know, I don't know how they don't know by now. Just speak on, I guess, uh, Trill. Uh, and also just speak on just Bun B, the, the, the OG. I mean, that's one of my favorite rappers ever in life. And also one of the big homies and a real close friend as well. You know, Trill came from, is the word true and real combined. You know, OG Spooner G out of Port Arthur came up with the word Trill. And it, fresh out of Port Arthur. But to me, you know, I broke down Trill. I actually had a project that was coming out. It's called Trill, the realest individual living life. Where I broke it down as an acronym. But Bun is, Bun is a real good friend of mine. And it was a pleasure to even be able to be on anything that Bun had going on, legendary at all times. I actually got a record with Bun and Pimp C. Get down on the floor like the second part, me, Bun, Pimp, and um, Sim. So yeah, man, it's, working with Bun is always a great thing. One of the best lyricists ever to me is Bun B. Yeah, definitely, because uh, at, least, at least for me, because I'm originally from Ohio, and yeah. so uh, when I moved down here to Texas, I only really knew about Bun B. And so uh, I would always hear him, you know, say free pimp C, free pimp C, and I'm like, I don't know who this dude is, but you know, of course, when he got when he got out of jail, uh, I definitely uh, got on my uh, Googles and learned learned who he was. But, but before then, by by time pimp C got out, I was already a fan of Bun B, so he's definitely one of my my top ten uh, favorite rappers because I'm like, yo, this dude. So Jay Z's too. Mm -hmm. So that's one of Jay Z's favorite groups. Is is you Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, that that song they got together is a, is a classic record. Classic record. Um, but to get um, to the album, Mike Jordan. One of the first tracks that sp spoke to me was "Risk and Reward." Speak on that track, "Risk and Reward." So basically, man, we taking a risk just to get a reward. If you in these streets, you taking a risk. You you doing whatever. Ain't no risk. Ain't no reward. If nothing you do. A lot of people scared to gamble, but. In this life, you gotta be scared to gamble. You gotta be able to take risks to achieve things. And with no risks, is no reward. If you don't put in the effort, you're not gonna get the back end of the effort you put in. So that's pretty much what risk and reward mean. You either take a penitentiary chain, you're doing whatever you got to do to feed you and the family. And the reward is the back end when you make it now, when you touch down and you get away scot-free. And not just trying to influence anybody on crime, but I'm just saying, being from where we we come from, you know what I mean? In these trenches, man, you got to take them risks just to get up out of them dog places, man. And mm -hmm. to just want to see something better for you in life. You out there taking these risks just to get a reward. Yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, another song on there that stood out to me, uh, uh, The Beautiful Struggle. Uh, in there, you, you got a line where you said, I know demons wearing Jesus pieces. Uh, and also you spoke about, you know, people with low energies. Uh, speak about that a, a little bit about, you know, just, you know, yes, the, you know, the demons wearing Jesus pieces and, and low yeah. energy. I mean, you got to think about it, man. You know, they put God, they put God on the crucifix. And I'm not one for liking crosses a lot. You know what I mean? And identifying the Lord being and things of that nature. I really feel like a lot of that be disrespectful at the time, but you got to think a lot of people out there doing the most sinning wearing Jesus pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's a symbolization in the hood when you make some money, when you really get into the money, a lot of dudes hustling and getting some money, they put that Jesus piece around their neck, but a lot of them people be in these streets so deep, they stepping and sliding and doing everything. You doing wrong wearing the Jesus piece. Mm -hmm. You did wrong to get that symbolization, you know what I mean? No telling what you did, 
you probably got out these streets hustling, selling dope, doing whatever you're doing, you got the Jesus piece. You probably the raw, steal, kill, the deed, anything, and you got that Jesus piece. And then the reverse of that, do you get killed over that Jesus piece? You know what I mean? But it but it really be demons wearing Jesus piece. And then speaking about the people with low energy, uh, is that something that you, you've really gotten into recently or like kind of noticed that like, yo, people out here with low energy or is that something that you've always I mean, been definitely, aware of? I've been, I've always been aware of that, but you know, you got to tread real lightly on how you converse these days. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people that's not understanding that the world is energy, you know, being black, we are energy, we melanated people and, and the sun is our energy source. We illuminate. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't understand that we are complete energy. Our whole realm mm-hmm. and our existence is energy. We are light. We are people of the sun. We light. So when you're around low frequencies, that'll bring your energy all the way down. When you're around people with low energy, they really trying to feed off your energy. It's almost like connecting a dead phone into a wall, into that iPhone charger, trying to increase that energy. You got people that'll get around you. And they'll suck you of that energy, man. So you got to be careful and mindful of the energy that you keep around you. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, what you don't understand, even when you have a sex with a female, that's a soul type. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't be understanding that. When you, that's a transfer of energy. And when you're around a motherfucker that got bad energy, they'll put that bad energy in you too. Yep, uh, I've definitely been learning about that, reading like self-help books and things like that. I know I've been learning that for myself, especially like, hey, you could be around someone with low energy and then they can unintentionally bring your energy you down heard? just because yeah, you've been being around yeah, in that environment. Right on. You ever heard of hang around poor motherfucker, broke motherfuckers, you're going to be the filthy. Yep. Yeah. And, and Guilty it's, by association. Hang around four niggas robbing the police won't think you the filthy. Yep. Yeah, definitely uh, something I've definitely been learning about. You gotta, gotta be able to, you're around motherfuckers that's excelling, you gonna do something to excel. It's just, it, that's just what it is. That's just, that, that that's just energy within itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so like the next track uh, that spoke out to me was uh, Let Us Pray, where you were speaking about uh, not only your faith, but then saying like, uh, you were speaking about the no regrets that you had with speaking on like revenge. Yeah, pretty much it was like, man, you know, when you out there, man, it, it's written by the most high that you got to put the most high in everything that you do. You know, the way that I look at God, I look at God way different from everybody else. You know, we gods, and not only are we gods, I feel like God is a woman. I don't feel like a man can't come from another man. I, I just, that's just impossible. But it's the verbiage and the way that we spill it. That's my belief. I feel like God is a woman, a creator. Women are creators, you know what I mean? But saying saying that to say this, to ask your question and put it in the retrospective, is like, even though we are strong in faith, we weaken faith sometimes too, you know what I mean? And that's just by accident, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just being having that free will, you're able to do things, but you know, the devil bless you just like God, you know what I mean? You might make some decisions out here to where you feel vengeance on people, no matter if you do do harm to them or verbally doing it, because the tongue more powerful than him. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it's a dog we die world, and I always was a vengeful person. You know what I mean? Until I had to calm myself down. The old I got, the more mature I got, I listened to. Him. You know what I mean? Because I'm the type of person you throw a rock at me, I'm gonna shoot a bullet or throw a grenade at you. That's just how bad the vengeance was. You know what I mean? And 
me being so bitter behind losing so many of my partners, you know what I mean? And that's why, you know, you gotta you gotta pray and get back in your spirit, no matter what you believe, you know what I mean? You gotta always sit down and thank the most high. And speaking about the Most High and God and everything, on the track Blessing Me, again, you spoke about religion. You're like questioning God. Um, can you speak about, I guess, sometimes in your life um, that you, you've questioned God or even like more recently, uh, what, one of the songs where you uh, we were talking about RRP NOG uh, to your homie. Uh, yeah. Just, I guess, speak about times in your life where even if, if it has been Definitely more recent, but you're like, just questioning God. I tell, I tell a lot of people that know me, man, sis. Since 2013, man, every six months, I've lost somebody. In the past 11 years, every six months, I lost somebody. 2013, it started off with my son. I lost oh, wow. my son. My son, died. my son died in my own in the hospital. I, then, you know, when I speak on NOG, NOG is a father figure of mine. That's my uncle. That's who put me in the music game. That's that's who my right hand was. That's the person that I see every day of my life while living. And I don't, and, and had a massive heart attack, you know what I mean? At the height of his life, two brand new beautiful children, four, um, seven, five years old, you know what I mean? Beautiful, beautiful kids. They not gonna be able to understand the caliber of man that they had, that, that, that their father was. And seeing and watching him with his kids, that was the most beautiful thing. And it made me, you know, you, you don't understand why some of the best, the good, always got young. So many people around me, like when I tell you, my cousins lost a life soon as they got to him. Three of my cousins, mm. they lost their life soon as they got to the million dollars. They got hated on and got their lives to. You know, so many, I got so many of those. And it's, I'm blessed to be able to dodge it. But I be in so much pain and so much, it be so much built up in me. Like, why go, why them? You know what I mean? Mm. And you got people that do the most fucked up shit on planet earth and they still around and living they get blessed you know what i mean and i say the devil that's when i come in and i say the devil bless you just like god do but the difference is the devil bless you gonna pay for that anytime the devil give you thing you it, 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 it's it, it's damn near catch 22. you know you gotta give to get from him mm -hmm, definitely for sure um before we get back into going into the the rest of the album uh, i want to take a, a quick break um to play your new joint snake skin uh we'll talk about it after the break but can you uh, take a moment to introduce your, your your new single snake skin real quick and we'll play it this is this is snake skin man off the album mike jordan produced by dna the hit maker man let's to all right y'all here goes snake skin and we'll be right back I see straight through you niggas like bottle water. <laughs> Main niggas hating on a nigga with some money ain't got a quarter, I swear to God. Niggas all on the ground with the same hate. I swear I'm getting sick of seeing you niggas like them bitches with name plates. Deep in the heart of Texas in the farm with the same plates. Don't like a nigga eat a dick and tell the waiter put it on the same yeah, plate. Hey, let it play. Fake friends wearing snake skin. You niggas in the same category snakes in. Your mama made a whole bitch, she ain't make men. I guess that open up the door and let the hate in. Purse snatching ass niggas watching my bag. Can't believe I even trusted niggas, that was my bad. They want my old hoes slapping seconds. Even my trash, you clown ass niggas do the most. That's why I laugh. You niggas frenemies, friends turn enemies That's why I'm heartbroken trying to recover from them injuries It's hard cause I used to treat niggas like they was kin to me But I can see the bitch in you, it's fucking up my energy Let me talk to these niggas right Yo. quick Yo. 
You know what's crazy to me, my nigga? When you lame ass niggas act like y'all so gangster running to the gram and your feelings about another nigga. You clown ass niggas may as well join the LGBTQ community, my nigga. Gangsters don't operate like that. We perform surgery, remove that shit out of our space. Then you got these supposed to be OGs running around doing interviews talking about other niggas like they doing promo for a boxing match. Fuck is that? Fake hoes, that's why I hate hoes. You niggas spinning pesos trying to chase hoes. The way it's looking, Instagram's starting to make those. I see any signs of them, I replace those. These minutes precious on my road and I can't waste those. She belongs to the streets like them Dracos. I'm just protecting my energy, it's in safe mode. Haters hate to see you shining more than maze clothes. I'm trying to keep my pockets puffy and stay out the way. Why I'm chasing me a check like they forgot to pay. Bet they won't see me on my ass, nigga, not today. Unless I'm sitting on the toilet and forgot to spray. Yeah. It's time to form a real nigga coalition. They taking this fake until you're making shit too far. They gotta be the craziest shit I never heard in my life, my nigga. Fake it till you make it. Can't call yourself a real nigga doing fake shit until you get to a real nigga status. You can't skip the struggle, my nigga. That's a part of the process. The struggle make you appreciate doing real nigga shit to prosper. That's cheating, nigga. And you know what they say, cheaters never prosper. But it's clear you niggas are pass up a dirty quarter to get to a pretty penny. Don't let that go over your head, nigga. It's BA, Black IRS, a.k.a. Black Wall Street in the building. Yo, it's J-Mo. Let me book the territory's residential white guy. Yeah, our Caucasian correspondent. This is E-Ray, the quasi-bad guy, the Diet Coke of evil, Peen Malenko. Uh, you know, of course, the American cream, Brody Loads. And I am your pod guy, your pod tribal chief, the boy A-Dub in the building. And this is Let Me Book the Territory, the greatest four-man wrestling podcast known to man kind absolutely and you can catch us now on inaudible ruckus presents and we'll be here every friday ladies and gentlemen so if you're ready for it to sweep me when you see me and let the madness run wild yeah yeah all right y'all y'all just heard the new joint snake scam from my guest killer calion uh how you doing my guy you know Man, I'm good, man. Blitz by the fish, man. I can't complain. All right. Yeah, so uh, we just played Snakeskin. In, in that joint, you had a line that stuck out to me. It was talking about uh, fake, but, well, at, towards the end of the song, you were talking about uh, faking it till you, uh, till you make it. And uh, can you just speak a little bit more uh, about that? How, like, you know, like, yeah, you can't fake it till you make it. You definitely can't, man. There's two things that you can do, man. You can be broken and become rich, but you can't be fake and become real. It's just something that just, that's a characteristic that don't match, you know what I mean? And a lot of people like to look the part, but really not the part. And we in a lot of that era right now, the world, you know, a lot of people like to look what they really not. Like a lot of people like to play the victim, but really not the victim, they the suspect. A lot of people like to put on all the jewelry, design the clothes, and can't really afford none of that. They want to look like they get to it, but they really not. That's the fake it till you make it. Concept, you know what I mean? And a lot of people be trying to say, man, sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it. No, you don't. That's bullshit. That's an oxymoron. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. You know, nah, mm-hmm. bro. That, that, that's the that's the dumbest shit anybody can tell you. Because if you gotta go out of character to get in character, you a clown at that point. Mm-hmm. 
I de- definitely uh, agree with that all that all the way. Um, one of the uh, other songs, you, you uh, got a line called, well, you, well, basically you said, I'm a franchise player, but make it, but ain't make it off the bench. Uh, speak about that, like with, I guess, uh, I guess as far as uh, your, your career as a, a, a rapper and like, I guess not really, because if anybody knows like Texas rap, especially like, I'm, I didn't know a lot about your catalog being from Ohio and being from the, the Midwest, but if you a fan of just Southern rap, especially Houston rappers, you were on like everybody's projects, especially like Slim Thug, like back in the day uh, when Slim Thug had the already platinum. That's when I first heard about you because y'all had the collab album uh, back in the day and then y'all had the Boss Hog Outlaws album. Yeah, that's when I was signed. So when Slim got his deal with Interscope, I was a part of that deal and I signed with Interscope as well too. So yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, can you speak a little uh, a little bit more about that line about you know being a franchise player? But no, you know, being a franchise, so it's like when you had this bittersweet thing about the industry. You know, a lot of people always say, "Man, bro, you you man, you, you ever get not making it and you ain't never making." So what I say is, I probably didn't get the opportunities to everybody else, but I feel like still I'm a ghetto superstar. I'm a star in my hood. I'm well known by all my peers. All my niggas, I probably not have got that shot that everybody else got, but I still got a shot. You know what I mean? And oh, that's yeah. pretty much what I mean by that. Like everybody that I grew up idolizing, they are my partners now. Yeah. They not my rivals, my rivals, they still my idols. You know what I mean? And these are some of our some some of the three three to down the far out of your top five. They my home And they put me inside of it. So that's just, that's making it to me. You know, when I can get respect from Nas, when I can get respect from Jada Kiss, when I can get respect from Fab, when I can get respect from Bun, when I can get told I'm the baby goat by Scarface, that shit mean everything to me. Being that Scarface is in every nigga that's in the top five, that's his favorite rapper. Yeah, like, cause Ludacris is my fa- my favorite rapper and Scarface signed him, was, signed him to Def Jam, so. so yeah, uh, yeah, and, and the new version of Ludacris to me is the baby. Yep, I definitely thought about that. I was like, yo, if the baby could just, you know, stay out of trouble in the media and all that, I was like, I would love to see like a, a ludicrous the baby track. Uh, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I definitely thought about that recently. I was like, yo, I need that to happen. <laughs> that'd be dope as hell. But you know, Luda out here making all these millions on, on these movies. So, <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he's like, I ain't, I ain't thinking about rap when I can make all these, all these monies off Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's definitely one of my uh, favorite. That, that's literally been my favorite rapper ever since I was younger. I was like, "Yo, Luda's that's my that's my number one." I was like, "Yeah, I think yeah, you know Luda, J- Luda dope as shit." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, you know Jay Z is the goat," but like in my catalog, I was like, "I probably listen to way more Ludacris." <laughs> For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you one of the first that I've ever heard say that. That's dope as hell. Yeah, I was like that. That's my guy. I, like, I love me some Luda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also on another track, uh, well, grinding with Pur- grinding with a purpose. Uh, speak about that song right, right there. Pretty much, man. You gotta think. It's a lot of people that choose the streets as a way to get financially stable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they not in it for the love of the hustle. They in it for the love of getting out of the game. Actually, a lot of people get so consumed with the game, the game consumes them. So that's where it comes from with the term. I'm grinding, but I'm grinding with a purpose. I got a purpose to get out of this shit. Like if we in the, if we in the hood, we fucked up. We not financially sta- stable. We financially unstable. We trying to grind till we get financially stable. We trying to grind to get to a part of life 
that we not we ain't been in. And that's in anything you do. That's from a street nigga to a nine to five nigga. You grinding with a purpose. You just not working just to work. You working to support whatever it is you trying to do to get yourself out of a bad situation. Sure, sure. Uh, also, just to kind of uh, keep going, um, I spoke about earlier about you know Slim Thug. How I, f- I first heard about you with the collab album y'all had, having things, and then the, the Boss Outlaws album. But uh, sure. a few years ago, y'all you know swung the block and y'all, y'all dropped a joint uh, down in Texas. So one, I guess, why uh, such such a, a long uh, wait in between albums, and and, and two, what, what was that like? To, you know, to get back in the studio with with Slim so, and do another album. So pretty much since 2015, we've been doing those projects. We did having things one, two, and three, and we backed all with down in Texas. So down in Texas came out two years ago in 2020. Then before that, we had having things. We, we was having things again. So. Yeah, that's what it is. But that's one of my best friends. That's my actual brother. And it's just me and him. It's like, we don't, I don't, you know how they say Batman and Robin, they sidekicks. We call each other Batman and Bruce Wayne. Okay, okay. I like that. Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like, he Batman, I'm Bruce Wayne. We switch it up. You know what I mean? And it's just, when you got, when you, when, when you see these groups and you see these guys that always sound dope as fuck together, yeah. We wanted to keep that shit on. Like we bring the best out of each other, and we jam hard as shit. We also got a new project gonna come out. Oh yeah, because uh, for me, like again, when I was listening to your project and going back and listening to yourself, when I saw having things, I'm like, yo, I literally have not heard this since I was like high school, college, because around 2007. Yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah, you go actually pull that shit up. We got new ones. Yeah, it was like definitely so- got new ones. So you'll fuck with. It. Yeah, cause uh, I was like, oh, I, was like, I didn't know y'all had down in Texas. I, I was jamming down in Texas the, the other day too, so I was like, okay, I was like, I, I like this. Yeah. I was like to, to hear, it. cause again, like I said, I, I first heard about you and you know Slim Thug around 2006, 2007. I was in For high sure. school, college around that time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And me from being from Ohio, like Akron area, I remember when I first heard like screwed up music. We was and, out there in a lot. We yeah. was out there a lot. See the Cleveland Akron area, fuck with the screwed up, the screwed shit. Heavy. Yeah, because I thought I thought it was a Cleveland thing at first. I'm like, oh, this is Houston. Yeah. So a lot of people, this is how far I got back. I remember when Cuddy was producing with the kick drum. I don't know if you ever knew that. No, I didn't know that, no. Cuddy was a producer. MGK was one of my partners, too. Oh, wow. And I remember when MGK was really deep on some street shit and turned to this rock shit. MGK been out for a minute, and a lot of people don't even know that, but that's one of the homies too. Shout out to my homeboy MGK. Yeah, and Cuddy. I remember when Cuddy was out there with the kick drums. Okay, uh, yeah, definitely never knew that. I, I was heard, in kick hard. Yeah, that's when that's when I met Cuddy. And and it's, it's it's a few more names that I know for shit show that I'm forgetting. You know, but you know some great dudes came out of that Akron Cleveland there. You got to think Bone Thugs and Harmony, bro. One of yeah. the greatest groups ever. You know. You know, yeah, then you got, um, trying to think of some more, man. There's so many, and there's so many dudes that I bumped into in this walk of life musically, man, and going out there hitting that road, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the other collabs that I definitely, uh, fuck with, he's a, 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 ra- a newer rapper that I've, I actually got hip to, uh, one of my friends. She, she's not really super into rap. Uh, she's more like gospel, but she actually got me hip to him, uh, Toby. 
Uh, oh, that's no. my man. Yeah, and, that, and my man he up for damn near every category in the Grammys, and that man finna get a Grammy. That shit is crazy to see that. Right? Yeah, I was like, I, yeah, I, we got I, a record called Cool Joe together. Yeah, speak speak on that. Uh, what was that? You know, doing that track with him. Pretty much, Toby is one of the most lyrical dudes in the South, right? And Toby give me, Toby vibe is a breath of fresh air to see him and his wife. The man got his wife ready. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Him and his wife and he implements his family into everything he does. He is super duper dope and one of the most creative artists ever. Yeah. The way everything copes. The way he, the way, the way everything is cohesive to each other, the way that he does everything, you know, his mint look and all that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's some of the dopest shit ever. And he, he's up for like seven, eight different categories in the Grammys. Oh, best wow. new artist, best album, best videos. He up for so much shit in the Grammys and shit. That's dope as hell. And I know for sure, man, he gonna bring one to somebody's home. If not all of them, you know what I mean? But well oh, yeah. deserved. Definitely, and then because uh, I know the one I've definitely been bumping hard is the, the new one that he got with Two Chains, Camina. Because Camina, he another one. He was one of my favorites back in the day, and I was like, "Yo, my man!" Don't give a, he don't give a damn about rap right now. That man, one of the heaviest dudes in Silicon Valley, right? Right. That's why I was shocked. I was like, "Yo, my man brought Camillionaire out the <laughs> out the woodworks to to drop some some bars." I was like, "Yo, for sure." I was like, I don't know what he he had to tell and convince Camille to do that. I was like, yo, he he pulled him out. Camille gonna come out if it's if it makes sense for Cam. Cam gonna come out and bust some of them flows if it makes sense. He's so fucking dope and always been so fucking dope. If he if he come out of if he come out of I wouldn't even say retirement. If he just feel like rapping, it's got to be with something that's gonna make him make his ability go up even more. He's always been like that. Shout out to my brother Camille, man. Yeah, cause I, I love those bar, the that verse he got, and then especially cause again, one of my favorites. I used to download all his mixtapes, listen to all his projects, cause it was really like my favorites back in the day was Lil Flip and Chameleon. That was like my my top two favorites back yeah, in the day, at least from, sure. he, from for Houston. Sure. For sure, for sure, yeah, definitely. Uh, also, I want wanted to ask you, especially with a lot of these artists from Houston. Who are you um, bumping at least from like the the newer generation? Who, who's in like everybody? Okay. Okay, so I can go down the line, man. I'm loving my boy Propane. I love Fast Lane. I love Lil Jeremy. I love D Baby. I love D Flowers. You know everything that they got going on. YB Puerto Rico, Libra Joe Lee. You know Millie Bucks, Mona Leo. You know, man, I don't want to leave nobody out. Princess Richie, man, I'm loving um, who else, man? Lil Glue, my nephew, he doing his thing. Uh-huh. Hard ass rap on the come and come up, Lil Glue. Man, I'm also jamming on. Man, it's, it's so many, bro. Like, that, that my playlist is thriving for the city. I'm really loving what the city got to bring to the table, man. It's a beautiful thing what we got going out in Houston. It's a bunch of talent, man. I'm also jamming on Bari. He a dude from yeah. Houston by way of Kentucky. A lot of people don't know. He a okay. Texas nigga too. Yeah, like, because, um, I, uh, well, I haven't really spoke about this, but, um, the joint he got on the DJ Khaled, Khaled album, I was like, I, I know it was only like a minute long, but that shit hit me because 
uh, around the time uh, I, I had so uh, well, my niece uh, lost my my nephew. He was only a couple months old. So around around that time, that was like in my mind state, which was like, damn, family There's and so all that. Much yeah. there, but I'm yeah. jamming a bunch of Detroit shit, a yeah. bunch of BZ, a okay. bunch of Babyface Ray, a bunch of Ice Well Fizzle, a bunch of Eagle, East Side Eagle, yeah. a bunch of Payroll Giovanni. Bye, yeah. little, my niggas. I'm jamming a bunch of that shit. Right? Oh yeah. Um, speaking of my my homie Lo, the one I told you that uh, like Lorraine's hotel. He lives in Houston, but he's originally from Detroit. So yeah, yeah. he's always talking about how the similarities that he's noticed just from li- living down there and um, between like Houston culture and the Detroit yeah. culture. De- Detroit heavy as hell out here right now. Oh yeah, I think he's been down there. I think like ten years now. He he's been down yeah. down in Houston. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the, the homie Low, uh, Nautical Ruckus podcast. Yeah. Um, but also, I wanted to ask you just what else we got going on um, besides uh, Mike Jordan got, got a deluxe coming up or any more videos, any singles? Like, what, what else? We got a bunch of I'm, I'm coming with a video for damn near everything on there. So we going to bag though. We're doing that where I'm working daily on doing that. Also, man, next after that, I'm coming with Minister Society. Then I'm doing. The Rain Motel 2, which is the Audubon Ballroom. So I'm doing that like a series. It's almost been five, it's been right at five years since I did it. So it's finna come with come with the new the new the part two to it. I've been working on it for quite some time now. Probably like 70%, 80% done with it. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I guess, yeah, that was pretty pretty much it that I, all I had to talk to you about. Any, anything else you want to speak on and, and talk and about? I just man? want everybody to follow Killer Kalyon and Killer to Go Kalyon on Instagram. Killer Kalyon on Twitter. Killer Kalyon on TikTok, man. And go download that Mike Jordan, man, right now, bro, on our streaming platforms. Oh, yeah, for sure, folks. Definitely do that because I've already spun it a, a couple times. Uh, shout out to Tyler because I heard they pay the artists the most. So, um, and Jay-Z and all that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I thank you for taking your time to, to do this with me, man. Um, good luck with, you know, promoting the project and, and the videos, you know. Definitely let me, if there's anything I can do down because I'm in Dallas. So, if anything I can do, you know. It's to, my second home. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out Yellow Bees and Trap Boy Freddy. Shout out Hood Frame, Lil Runny. Shout out Lil Runny, baby. Shout out the whole D time, man. That's my, that's my second home. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, again, thank you for taking the time to do this. You know, if you need anything, definitely let me know. And um, I appreciate you, bro. Love, G. All right, man. Have a good evening. You too. Yep, later.